You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Very good evening to you. Welcome to Friday Conversations at the King's Church. If you're a regular visitor, um, you'll know I'm Clive, but if you're new to it, I'm one of the leaders of the King's Church. And we're very pleased this evening to uh, have Eleanor, who is from IJM, and that might be a new organisation to you, but we hope that by the end of the evening, you'll be very familiar with the work. This is part of our series of um, Faith in Action, How Faith Works. So um, quite normally we are looking at the scriptures, um, but we want to give expression to how our faith works out in the world. And so we've had a series of uh, interviews with um, people that we partner with in the, in the work of the Mission of the Kingdom. And Eleanor is here as part of IGM. So um, do you want to do a brief introduction, Eleanor? Yeah, yes. great. Thank yeah. you so much for having yeah. me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, as Clive said, I'm Eleanor from International Justice Mission, or IJM to its friends. Um, the King's Church has been uh, supporting IJM financially and prayerfully for nearly a decade um, and it's a real joy to, to be here and to thank you guys and to share a little bit more about our work. IJM is the largest anti-slavery organisation in the world. And you have a very specific title, don't you? <laughs> I do. My job title is Church and Theology Manager, um, which makes me sound far smarter and more important than I actually am. Um, but I engage churches with the work of IJM like this, and then I get to spend a little bit of my time being a massive nerd and thinking about the theology of justice and how do we, how do we communicate that really well. I, I hope before the end of the evening that we have a conversation on that. Uh, I find that quite uh, fascinating. Um, regular viewers will be aware that you can um, write in on the live chat if there's questions that you have about the work of IGM on the theology um, on its work or if you're responding to something that we're saying you agree you disagree um, please feel fri uh, free to um, write in on the live chat and we'll try and pick up there's quite a number of people sending their greetings but um, we hope you uh, engage with this conversation with us as well. Personally, we, I, we have, I have uh, a connection with IJM. My daughter, many years ago, uh, was working with IJM. Um, and as a church, we, we've been partnering in that way. Just a, a, a few little things before we get down to um, business about the work of IJM. In, in the church, every Christmas, uh, we have a process where instead of everybody sending Christmas cards to everybody, we have one card in the church meeting, people sign it and we make a donation. This year, um, and it just so happens, uh, it's coincidental, if there is such a thing as coincidence in the kingdom, that um, our, our Christmas appeal this year will be uh, for IGM. So people in the church attending service, you, know, you sign here and you make a donation. Um, because it's a 25th year, there's a special appeal, and amazingly, every pound that is donated, somebody else will match up to 25,000 pounds. So, um, so everything we give uh, will be doubled. So uh, we hope you'll be involved with that. So let's start about, some people might not even know about IGM. What, what's its foundations? Where, where, where does it all, where does the story begin? 
about 25 years ago, as you've just said. It's our 25th birthday this year. Um, so iGEM was founded by um, someone called Gary Haugen um, 25 years ago. And uh, Gary uh, was an American lawyer and he actually was the um, chief investigator for the UN around the Rwandan genocide. Um, and as he was um, in Rwanda um, working to investigate all the crimes that went on during the genocide, he was very struck by um, the fact that at the moment of um, difficulty, what these people needed, it was not um, electoral or anything else. What they needed was someone to stay the hand of the oppressor right. and to think about the problem of everyday violence. Um, and so the sad reality is that five billion people live outside the protection of the law. And so what that means um, is that if someone is attacking them or threatening to attack them, they cannot call, for example, 999 and expect someone to come and help them. And that's a horrendous situation yeah, to, to be in. And that's yes. five billion people cannot um, legitimately expect law enforcement, criminal justice systems um, to work to protect them. And so what IGM seeks to do is to protect people in poverty from violence because it is, as it often is, people who are the most poor who suffer the most because they cannot buy protection. Yes. Other people can pay for private security. But if you are poor, um, you cannot buy protection. And so IGM is working alongside local government, local law enforcement, the criminal justice system, not just to bring people to safety, um, but to work to prosecute and hold to account those who have committed the crimes and therefore see an end to violence against those who are poor. Yeah, I was looking at the website. There's these three strands, if I've got them right, to, to strengthen the justice system. Yep. Uh, to protect people from violence yep. and then bring criminals to justice. Yes. Um, um, people might remember the uh, engaging conversation we had with CSW. It worked in a parallel way, but these are quite specific, aren't they? That it's, uh, it's addressing the injustice and the corruption of power mm. uh, that, that people have there. Um, the, the, a lot of my interest had started when uh, I, I bought this book, Good News uh, About Justice. It was written by the, the founder of IJM, and uh, I was just flicking through it again earlier today. And it, it all started, um, their mission started with that, that one girl, Rosa, 1996, mm. that was the first person rescued there. But now it, it's huge. It's huge. Um, <laughs> so, I, so many things. Uh, do not despise the day of small beginnings. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the the the, the need uh, and, and the the call is so vast, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it started um, as you said with Rosa. That story, yeah. powerful story, yeah. um, is in is in good news about injustice. Um, but now we, um, IGM, in the last twenty five years, alongside local authorities, have brought over seventy six thousand people to safety. From slavery and violence that's a lot of people yes. 76,000 people yes yeah that's uh, well, we were talking earlier what the population of our town in Wisbech is but it's double the population of, of you know of, mm. of this town all mm. those people um, rescued and brought, brought brought out of that yes uh, th there was there was also um, we, we had thought of changing the interview actually someone's done his research <laughs> <laughs> but um, well this book has been on my shelf for a long time, but I, because of this evening, I, I was looking through it again. But um, 
part of the, the foundation of IGM, um, Gary Haugen uh, called some Christian minister together and to do some research and they found uh, a whole list of areas in which people are suffering, abusive child labour, uh, abusive police, there's a whole list, exhortation, forced prostitution, organised racial violence, um, state-sponsored religious persecution, there's, there's a whole list here of um, the, the, you know, the evidence of evil in the world, in a sense, which um, we could get very theoretical about it, but actually it comes down to an individual, doesn't it? And that's yes. where you know, that, that, that's where the impact hits you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How how did you how did, how did you get captured by this vision? Well, I, I was the youngest child, so it's not fair was the rallying cry of my childhood. Um, <laughs> but um, I've been passionate about justice for a long time um, and very captivated by the idea of a God who cares about it um, and who has put in us um, this, it's not fair, a real kind of sense yes. of when something is, is right and wrong. Um, and when I was 17, I had um, dreams of being a human rights lawyer and my dad took me to a talk um, where Gary Haugen was speaking and he shared about the work of IGM and I remember being sat in that church and just thinking, oh my goodness, God oh, cares yes. about this yes. and Christians care about this and they're doing something about it. So I was very involved in um, justice work on my gap year at university. Um, and then actually, um, just a week before my interview for IJM, I, um, I went to court with one of my best friends um, who was giving a victim impact statement for historic childhood sexual abuse. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been in court for something like that. Um, it's not a pleasant experience. Um, they read out very bluntly what, what's happened and then you hear the charges and then you hear the victim impact statement and having walked with my best friend for, for years um, with this to hear the contrast was just, just to be hit in the face by the reality of the evil that had happened yeah. and uh, we were very lucky because the, the judge held justice and mercy in, in actually I would say very very good harmony um, but I remember being sat in that courtroom, um, listening to my friend give this impact statement and thinking, I don't want to live in a world where little girls are sexually assaulted and do not get their day in court. I don't want to live in a world where they can think that, that, that what happened to them doesn't matter. Um, and I was just like, I, I, I have, I have to, do to do something. something. I can't, I can't yes. not. And you know those moments where God just kind of gets you right there. And I yes. told, um, it, literally a week later, I was sat in my interview. I sobbed my way through my IGM interview because I was telling this story. And I was like, I can't, I no. can't do it. And that was what convicted me about the work of IJM is that it's not just bringing people to safety. It's saying that what happened to them matters. And, um, and it takes that into account and it holds perpetrators to account so that they can see where possible earthly justice. Yeah. And because of that, that works. And so IGM have seen slavery reduced by up to 86% in the places that we've worked. And the brilliant thing about that statistic is that that's not just people brought to safety, but children protected from ever being harmed in the first place. So the process place. doesn't go on right? and on and on. Exactly. Yes. And so that's how, and any time yeah. I feel a bit like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? I think of 
mm-hmm. my friend and being sat in that court and realizing that if God is present and God cares, then as a disciple of Jesus, okay. I'm called to okay. do the same. Yes. It would be very interesting um, if, if you feel inclined to, to comment. To, so that burning in your bones type of thing, isn't it? Mm. If other people have had that, because um, we're, we're quite aware that there are different callings for different people. We can't answer every need in the world. But if, if you've had that experience of a, a something that you, it, uh, well, it's what Paul says, the, the love of God compels us. Yeah. There's a compulsion mm. here. And I, I can hear that and I can see that in, yeah. in, in how you're sharing that. Mm. Would it be helpful just to give a, a few, uh, as I say, because we can talk globally about statistics um, and they can go there. Would yeah. it be helpful just to relay how IGM works in, yes. in some particular way? Yeah, let yeah. me... Um, yeah. Let me share with you a couple of um, yeah. couple of stories um, of people. We'll give them names. Some of them are their real names. Some of them aren't, uh, just to protect their identities. Um, so one form um, of uh, violence that IGM seeks to combat is bonded labour slavery. And um, what that is, is basically someone will take a loan to pay, for example, for a medical bill, and then be said they can be told they can work back that loan, but they get trapped in a cycle of debt because they have to pay for their accommodation, their food, and they're kept there by threat of violence. So let me give you an example of that. But um, so a woman called Tayama, and uh, Tayama and her husband um, took uh, the equivalent of a twelve-dollar loan uh, to pay for medical treatment for their daughter um, who was sick. Um, and they took this $12 loan and were told that they could pay it back by working um, on someone's wood cutting farm. Um, but when they got there, they realized that that wasn't um, actually going to be that simple. And uh, the person who was running it, Tama refers to as the beast. Um, and he refused to let them go, refused to um, let them pay back the, pay back the money in any reasonable way, um, threatened them with violence, um, all of this kind of thing um, and they were part of a group there who were trapped on this wood cutting farm for a number of years and uh, Tayama a few a uh, few months years in um, realized that she was pregnant again um, and she um, she was working day in day out um, on this wood cutting farm and that that motivated her in some way to find a way to get a message out um, and she managed to contact um, local police and at IJM um, and a few months later, um, they were able to come in and to bring her to safety and to arrest the beast, the perpetrator. And um, Tarama hadn't felt her baby move for six months right. and they didn't, she didn't know yeah. what, what was happening. Yeah. Um, but a few weeks later, f- just a few weeks after she was brought to safety, um, Tarama's little baby Bablu was born into freedom. What was the name? Bablu. Bablu, there yes. we are. <laughs> um, he was born free. Um, born for, yeah. And that's, that's yes. a really powerful story because the bonded yeah. labour, um, it can yeah. go through generations. Yes. Um, people can just be trapped for generations in bonded yeah. labour slavery. That, that would resonate with it. Um, just, just to clarify, um, because uh, you, you don't engage in this sort of work in this country, as far as I understand. We do a little bit a, in a the little UK. Bit. Yeah. But, but, um, Certainly in this area, people would recognise that that hole that the employer has because that happens here. Mm. But but uh, you're more into into those countries where people just don't have the means to go to justice or mm. you know, don't have the resources or the voice mm. uh, to, to go there. Or well, people aren't trained to spot it. 
fine. Um, so where yes. either where the rule of law is weak or yeah. mm. um, people, uh, local authorities don't want to acknowledge that it's no. a problem no. um, or people aren't trained to spot it or they don't know what to do or yes. they're scared of yes. the power that um, yeah. the um, person holding people in slavery has. Yes. Um, or, I mean, there are myriad reasons yes. um, that that could happen. I, I was interested, but you said that uh, in, in that story you recounted, got a message to the police and mm. the IGM. So IGM is recognised by some authorities, by some governments as so, a, as a, a viable instrument? Yeah, yes, so we, we, we work where we're invited to work. Right. And we always do it in partnership with local government and local law enforcement. Right. So any rescue operations that we go on oh, will be right. done with local It's police. not underground? No, 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 no. It's always it's done overground. It's yeah. um, So we, we have investigators, for example, who will yeah. go and build a case, but then we will take it to the local police and say, we have this case, will you right. come with us? And what that right. means, and yes. um, why that's so clever, and so important is that what that means is that eventually we do ourselves out of a job. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, that statistic of slavery reduced by up to 86% in the places that we worked was around um, children available for commercial sexual exploitation in cities in the Philippines. Um, and once we had enacted that kind of theory of change and worked alongside local police, local law enforcement, yes. we no longer do work to prevent children right. available for commercial sexual exploitation because the oh, the law courts law. are working and the law system is doing what it should be and we've done ourselves out of a job right, and that's brilliant. what we love to see yes yes <laughs> um the the um in our in our church we're, we're going to uh, show that there's a provo promotional video uh, part of the christmas thing and it's a similar story uh, a, a young lad who thought he was going to go to school yeah. but then got caught up in yeah. the 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 fishing industry and was uh, it, it's quite a well a disturbing in many ways stories mm. Mm. Um, how, how do you cope emotionally with all this then because uh, uh, these stories are coming in yeah. all the time aren't they that's a question we get asked a lot yes. um, and it's a mix of things um, so IGM is an organization made up of Christians and um, as a staff team we're contracted to pray an hour a day Right. Um, so that's half an hour of um, stillness in the morning um, on your own, bringing your day before God, and half an hour of team prayer. Right. Um, and that's a very helpful place to kind of begin to yeah. mm -hmm. um, to bring it before the Lord uh, and to pray. Um, and I think I think also when you when you see this, I feel like I'm one step removed from it in some ways. Yes. Um, my colleagues mm -hmm. are working in uh, in programmatic offices. Um, obviously are seeing it day on day out, day in day out and what we talk about a lot is how the the work of justice is God's weight yes it's not our weight to bear it's right. his weight That's to bear really good. Mm -hmm. um, it's our work and we yeah. do it Jesus way but it's God's weight yes um, and actually what that looks like is we talk a lot about and um, where's the weight and casting the weight onto God and saying you know what God like you care about this even yes. more than I do right and so this is this is with you and I think w everyone there'll be different moments where different members of the team will be affected by different yes. things. Yes. And what that means is that um, we hold each other up in yeah. prayer. Yes. If there are days when, yeah. um, I remember in team prayer a few months ago, a story came through about um, a girl who had been um, sexually abused, who was the same age as um, the daughter of one of my colleagues. And at least three of us were just sat there sobbing 
Um, but then those who, who weren't, yeah. weren't torn up by it yes, were able to pray the words that yeah. we didn't have. Yeah, right. um, and so there's something about doing that in team and acknowledging that God cares about yes. it even more than I do. God cares about justice. He's yes. on the side of those who are oppressed. Mm-hmm. And he's God. <laughs> and, and we're not. And it's his job. His job, yes. And so we yeah. cast away yeah. onto God and yeah. we trust that um, he's in charge. Yes. Easier said than done yeah. sometimes. The, the comment from um, Maggie, who uh, responding about the things burning in your bones, uh, compulsion. Uh, she said, uh, when I was young, I had that burning conviction about sharing the gospel in East Asia. Uh, and we know the story, eventually went to, to Japan. Now I long to see justice for the poor and weak, both those I know and people I read about. Mm. Um, and. Uh, I think if you're a Bible-believing, spirit-filled Christian, you can't escape this, can you? Um, it's being uh, what Jesus said: "You are, you are in the world, not part of it." But that, that's the environment which we live in, and we're bombarded with it all the time. But thank you, thank you, Maggie, for for sharing that. Just, just um, that there is a leaflet um, here that celebrating the 25 years. Don't want to bombard people with figures, but but I, I found just um, looking at it earlier, uh, <coughs> just the work that you've done. Um, I, I, you won't be able to see it, but there's there's a little map here. Uh, but it, the, the region seems to be uh, uh, South America, uh, Africa. Uh, the Asia Pacific and, and South Asia, so it, it's in that middle belt. Is, is it, well, slavery is all over the world. Violence right. is all over the world. Yes. IJM um, works, as you said, in uh, all the continents except Antarctica, I believe. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so we are in all continents. We have right. three main types of casework. So yeah. those uh, we work to prevent slavery violence against women and children and police abuse of power right. so all those different officers will have different um areas of yes. expertise different okay. um forms yes. um and as i briefly mentioned we have just started some programmatic work here in the uk so right. in it's 2019 yes. um our office in romania opened and um we work um to prevent and um prevent trafficking from eastern europe across to the uk um so as you can imagine with the war in Ukraine um, kicking off in February, um, that has led to an influx of refugees across the Ukraine-Romanian border um, by a work of the Lord, quite frankly. Um, the IGM Romania team was able to be on the Ukraine-Romania border within 24 hours um, working to prevent trafficking of refugees. And so our work yeah. in the UK involves working alongside police right. forces and then working kind of cross border yes. Yes. Um, to bring perpetrators to justice yes. and repatriate um, yes. survivors. Yes. That might be an interesting point just to take a sideways step. The work in the UK, I um, only just discovered that you're saying next year in Cambridge there's, uh, yeah, there's yes. some focus on this. Yes. So um, And particularly for us in Wisbeach with the Thomas Clarkson connection. Yes, which I was delighted to discover um, because a few weeks ago I was at Ely Cathedral and I met um, someone who's curating an exhibition at the Fitzwilliam Museum. Um, which is called, if I can remember correctly, Black Atlantic Power People Resistance. 
um, and it starts on the 28th of July at Fitzwilliam Museum and it's basically um, charting <coughs> particularly um, black <coughs> abolitionists um, uh, from uh, Cambridgeshire and um, East Anglia. Um, so it'll be talking about Equiano, it'll speak a little bit about Wilberforce and Clarkson as well, John Newton I'm sure, um, and a number of others. And I would really encourage you if, uh, if you can get along to it, it's running for six months from July to January. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be absolutely cracking and I'm really excited to go along as well. So um, yeah, but uh, as I said, with our connection with the uh, uh, Thomas Clarkson, um, and, and, and I think uh, for us as a church there's always been that uh, sense of the, the, the mission to, to set the captives free and we know what Jesus said when he stood in the synagogue uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me set, uh, and, and there is the spiritual but there is very much the, the physical uh, captivity as well isn't there and I think after uh, we're, we're in a moment we'll uh, listen to some notices uh, and have a song but we, we will pick up talking about uh, and you've already refer to it got God's heart for this where where, uh, where in scripture we we see God expressing his heart about it and how we how we need to get engaged with that um, so we'll, we'll take a break um, listen to the notices uh, the, there's a song coming up and then we'll resume the conversation thank you um, we appreciate Dave singing that song for us about God's kingdom um, and we will in a moment talk about the kingdom which is righteousness peace and joy uh, does include righteousness um, but um, I, I mentioned earlier that we're in our church we're going to show the video clip but uh, um, courage hope yep but just an introduction to his story yeah. I think that people would yes. find it helpful yeah no yeah. spoilers no, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll watch um, you'll be able to watch the video um, next week which is really powerful um, courage hope was um, about 13 years old when uh, he was tricked um, by someone who told, um, I believe his mum, that they would take him to school. And um, so he went with them in the hope that he would uh, get to go to school, but sadly that was a trap. And instead, um, Courage Hope was forced to fish on uh, Ghana's Volta Lake. Now, when I say lake, I think of like Lake District lakes. But when we think of Lake Volta, we have to think of something which is absolutely huge. So it's 17 times the size of Loch Lomond, and it runs all the way from the north to the south of the country. It used to be a forest that was cut down and then filled, filled with water. And so um, one of the reasons that um, children are particularly useful on Volta Lake um, is because as it's a former forest covered in water, the nets go down and then they get tangled on these branches and um, so children are made to dive into the water and untangle the nets from the branches um, but a number of these children particularly those who've been trafficked can't swim um, and so being forced to dive deep underwater and untangle nets when you can't swim is incredibly scary and incredibly dangerous and sadly Courage Hope saw a number of his friends drown um, on on the lake and he himself at one point nearly drowned as well um, but after a number of years um, Courage Hope was um, brought to safety by IGM and local Ghanaian police and what I particularly love about Courage Hope's story is that Courage Hope was brought to safety because of another boy called Godwin who had also been brought to safety and had said to those who had um, rescued him um, you, there are others who are suffering more than I was. You need to go back for them. 
And so after Godwin had been um, taken off the lake, he actually got back on a boat with local police and IGM and took them to where he knew other children were being kept. And because of Godwin's bravery, 29 other people ended up being brought to safety. It started this kind of ripple effect, yes. snowball yes. thing. Yes. And one of these people was Courage, Courage Hope. Hope. And uh, today, Courage Hope is um, an advocate um, to end child trafficking. He is the president of Ghana's Survivor Network, um, which is a community of survivors of trafficking who share their stories um, with government and with other people to raise awareness and encourage change. And I love, I just love that, that story. I love his name, yes, Courage, Hope. Courage Hope. That yeah. kind of, that's all I really want in a name, isn't it? <laughs> and I love that he is now using his story and using his voice in a really profound way to see, to see a change and to see an end to, to slavery and violence in his, in his country. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, and in our church, you'll be able to see in, in next week, uh, we'll be showing, showing that video. Let, let's talk uh, uh, the about the heart of God for this. Mm. Um, for, for, for you, justice and mercy are seen as the, the characteristics of God. Um, you're called in international justice. So it's a primary thing to catch the perpetrators, to punish. It's it, 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 that it? Or... Um, do you see this as an expression of the love of God? Is it the negative, we've got to wipe this out, or is it actually the positive, we're bringing something good in? Uh, um, many people know I worked in a prison service, and, and some people have the, oh well, you know, uh, they've done wrong, just, you know, that's the end of life for them. But certainly within the chaplaincy, there was always a message of hope and reconciliation and restoration. Uh, and, and we would see that as uh, uh, bringing the kingdom of God into people's lives. Um, I, I, what, what is the ethos of, of IJM? It, 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 uh, I think that's a really interesting question and one which I As I a theology and manager. <laughs> no pressure. Um, <laughs> it's one that I frequently wrestle with and, and think about and have to bring to Jesus and be like, God, where's your heart on this yeah. um, and how do I hold intention the the evil that has been enacted um, upon um, your, your children, children yes. but also the fact that the people the who enacted the evil are also your creations yes. and I think for me um, what is the the key thing is the uh, the gospel of Jesus um, because he holds justice and mercy and harmony and what he does is he says I see it yes. and when you come to me in repentance yes um, you will find, find mercy. mercy but justice yes. matters because what happens to people matters and the impact of what happens to people, people matters, matters. And therefore, we have to trust in a God of justice and mercy and holding those two, two things, things in tension. Yes. Um, because without one, oh. it's, it's, it's horrendous. And without the other, it's even worse. Well, quite, quite. Because <laughs> the phrase is mercy triumphs over justice. Um, 
Have I got that right? Judgment. Ju- it's mercy judgment. Ju- judgment. judgment. Sorry. Which I think yes. is actually an important yes. differentiation, yes. isn't it? Yes, yes. Mercy triumphs over judgment, judgment, but justice. Yeah. I, the yeah. Lord, love justice. Yes. I hate robbery yes. and wrongdoing. That's like He's right. pretty obvious about it. He yes. just doesn't pull any Abs- punches, does Ab- he? Absolutely. <laughs> but you can't know mercy until you face the, the consequences of your actions. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The... Um, You, you say it's, it's the gospel of Jesus, but obviously it's interwoven into the uh, the, the Old Testament, the, the mm. prophetic oh, yeah. voice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the, um, the the well-known verse in Micah six eight, um, to, uh, to to love justice, uh, uh, mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Um, I, I was saying earlier that. Um, I had a bag with that written on, and I used to walk around the prison with that on. So yeah, we do, we do want justice, but actually mercy and humility before God. Um, you spend some of your time preaching. I do. Okay. Uh, what what would be the heart of your message then? If you if you were if uh, I know it, it's not a the church, Sunday church meeting here, but what would be the heart of your message to the church about the, the heart of God? Uh, in, in Oh, I like that question. What would be the heart of my message? The heart of my message would be that we follow a God who says that righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Um, and we follow a God who came into our mess, we're thinking about this in Advent, um, how he came into our mess, Emmanuel, God with us. And the first things that he says in his public ministry is the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to bring freedom to the captives, rele- um, recovery of sight for the blind, and to um, set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And that is Jesus's like Twitter bio, if you will. That's his, that's his intro. Um, it's a bit of a mic drop moment and if we are those who say that we love Jesus that we want to follow him that we want to be his disciples and that we want to show the heart of God a God who says I hate I love justice I hate robbery and wrongdoing righteousness and justice the foundations of his throne who writes into the his law um, the care for those who are most vulnerable the quartet of the vulnerable um then we have to we have to understand this and we have to understand that um to follow god is to follow someone who holds justice and mercy in perfect harmony and we have to give our best effort in in doing the same that's really helpful there's uh, fiona's put a comment in here mercy goes beyond judgment but it doesn't skirt round it mm. uh, mercy is for those who have accepted god's righteous judgment uh, and it is being faced with, with the reality that this is this is what happened. Mm. Um, but then uh, it was um, what people say: m- m- mercy is getting what we don't deserve. Mm. <laughs> um, justice is yes, you did deserve that. But mercy is a yeah. Ma- Maddie, I just correct you where you say punishment comes before forgiveness, but actually forgiveness when when somebody is forgiven, uh, those who are forgiving are actually bearing the cost of that so there is no punishment uh, but but that's slightly different to, to, to what we're talking about here um, will there ever be an end to this to the evil and to the you know it, 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 
I've talked with some Christian leaders who say that humanity is evolving into a, a nicer species. I know. I, I see your Sorry. face. I see My your face. My eyebrow is terrible. I saw your face. <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard some people advocate that that you know, uh, as a species, as human, you know, we're 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 refining ourselves. Um, I saw your response. <laughs> I wish I thought that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't because mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons I'm a Christian is that I am convinced by the narrative of. Um, creation for redemption yeah. all of that like it makes sense to me it makes sense of the world um and so for me i understand that as humanity we are fundamentally flawed and broken um and the only way that um suffering and evil will end is when jesus returns in glory however i do believe that um we know how to mortally wound the giant of slavery because oh, I think say that again. Say that, say that again. Oh, that's another... We're, we're collecting quotes in these Friday conversations. That's another one. I, I do believe that we know how to mortally wound the giant of slavery. Right. And I think it's through the work that IJM does. Yes, we've seen yes. slavery reduced by up to 86% in the places that we've worked. Yes. Those are insane stats. Like, yes. I, think, I think there will always be evil uh, and there will always be darkness. But I also think that the light wins i know the light wins yes, like come yes, on like yes. <laughs> you know advent is a season of of reflecting in in the darkness and to acknowledge okay so my favorite quote um by theologian fleming rutledge if you've come across her is in her advent book um and it's in part of a sermon called advent begins in the dark and um the, the quote i have it above my desk it says to be a christian is to live every day alongside those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death but to live as those who have the unshakable hope of those who expect the dawn. And I think that just yes. really summarises yes. yes. the, the, mm -hmm. the heart of Jesus yes. Yes. and his mm -hmm. call to us as Christians, mm -hmm. to live every day alongside yes. those who are in darkness and the shadow of death, yeah. because yeah. that is the world that we live in, mm -hmm. but to live in the unshakable hope of those who expect the dawn, because Jesus is alive. Yes, mm -hmm. that's wonderful, wonderful. We often refer to the, the parable that Jesus told about the, the wheat and the tares, mm. that uh, we have, uh, and, and it's obvious, uh, in the world uh, the kingdom of God is growing. Uh, Jesus said, I will build my church, the gates of death will not prevail against it. So the church globally is uh, multiplying, but we do see, uh, as he said in the, uh, the parable, the weeds are growing equally rapidly, aren't they? But Jesus said, uh, uh, whereas some people want to say, well, why doesn't God just get rid of all the evil in the world? Um, but Jesus where he said, no, just, just let both grow together until, and, well, until the harvest, till the day of judgment, really, uh, until Jesus returns. So we are living in that tension of actually experiencing the goodness of God and the blessing of God, and th uh, God is at work and we're seeing that, but also we're seeing the hand of, uh, of, of Satan uh, often using people um, to, to fulfill his, his, his purposes and, and we're, we're living in that. Um, do you ever feel that you'd like to be out of it? Um, yes. yes. Well, no, no but because yes I can't no. help but no. see the light. Like, yes. I, I, like I, I couldn't be in this job if no. I couldn't understand no. that, that the light is, is, is here and it's breaking through. Yes. So yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. when yeah. I've had a bad day, but then I have a bar of chocolate and a nap and I feel a lot better, I'm ready to go again. Like, 
Where, where else would I be? Well, because some people get overwhelmed by it, don't they? And understandably. Some people think, oh, I know, it, it's, too, it's too much. Um, but if, if, we're, if we've got a calling, if we're part of the, uh, the kingdom of God, then there are the resources. Um, in the new year, we're going to be looking at some of the teaching of Jesus uh, with his disciples before he, sent, before he left them and sent them out into the world. And he, he clearly said, it's going to be tough out there. But actually, he gave his word and his promise and the resources. Actually, you don't have to give up. You can keep going. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's... Um, whereas a lot of us long... And, people in the church joke about I, I sing the old songs and, and uh, there, there is a longing there, there is a longing for that day uh, and we often quote it when there be no more tears anymore mm. and, and we have a deep desire in our hearts just for righteousness peace and joy to be everybody's portion and yet we're, we're faced with this overwhelming uh, not only IGM but the, the, the news the, the reports around the world um, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you know you don't want to give up <laughs> because that, that some some people think it's too much mm. but uh, just just going back to the beginning um, Gary Hagan he, 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 from, from what I understood, just what he witnessed was overwhelming. But instead of shrinking and crumbling under it, you rise up and say, I can do something about it. And God can do something about it. Yes. Well, yes. We can, yeah, between yeah, the two yeah, of us. This, yes, that's right. Yes. 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 There was something uh, one of my old mentors used to say with, with God, you always have a majority. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I think is pretty, pretty yes. good. And one of the things yeah. that... Um, uh, Gary, before he started IJM, he refused to begin until he had a uh, hundred people who pledged to pray for him every day. Oh right, okay. Um, that's a little fun fun nugget yes. for you. Yes. Um, and as I said, I'm contracted to pray an hour a day as staff, um, and that is a really key part of what we do because we couldn't do what we do without the strength mm-hmm. of the Spirit of the Lord. No, no. In what way can people who aren't working in the field or, you know, are employed or uh, spending voluntary hours working in the office or whatever, in, in what way can people um, help support this work? What, what, what yeah, thank you for asking. Um, we talk about it in three ways, generosity, prayer and action. Um, they kind of do what they say on the tin, but I'll talk you through them. Generosity, as um, as mm. you said, Clive, um, you're very generously giving your Christmas um, yeah. collection to IJM, which um, during the month of uh, December, um, any donations from churches or church members will be doubled up to £25,000. Um, and so you can give by going to ijmuk.org forward slash hope um, or through, um, through the church and all of those donations will be doubled. So giving... Um, financially either one-off or becoming a freedom partner and giving monthly and um, if you have the means to do that is a wonderful way to support the work of IJM. Prayer is also really powerful um, it's something that the Church of God can do um, and it changes things um, and so joining us in prayer signing up to receive our fortnightly prayer emails which will give you uh, praise and prayer points from around the world every every fortnight 
um, and then um, awareness and just raising awareness, um, talking to people about it, um, helping people understand that there are 50 million people trapped in slavery today. Often people think that it's a thing of the past. Um, raising awareness, if you want to do a fundraising challenge, if you want to host a prayer and worship night, if you want to host a lunch and learn at your business, um, if you, anything that you want to do, and um, we would love to equip you and help you do that. So get in contact um, and we'd love to see what we can come up with between us. That, that's, that's really helpful. Um, again, uh, if people are part of our church, it, it's part of our um, monthly outgoings as a church that we give a proportion of that to, to IGM as we do to <laughs> excuse me uh, to other uh, Christian organisations as well. The um, I also just wanted to tell you okay. I looked it up. Um, oh right. Uh, before I came and um, King's Church has been given to us uh, for nearly a decade. Um, you've been giving faithfully every month, and um, you have given uh, the amount that is the equivalent of one rescue operation over the oh, last nine years, which is about £5,000. Right, okay. Um, so I just so, wanted to, to say that, right, and uh, yeah. to give you a little bit of context, rescue yeah. operations um, can bring one little child to safety, our largest rescue operation, brought over 500 people to safety. Um, and as you saw from the story of Courage, Hope and Godwin, sometimes it can also start a ripple effect and a snowball effect where one is brought to safety and then there's more and there's more and there's more. And so thank you to, to King's Church for, well, for giving so well, faithfully for the last nine years. Well, we always see it as like the, the, the loaves and fishes. You know, oh, yeah. What, what is it, it's so little, but actually in God's hands, things happen. And uh, historically, when... Um, I was first uh, aware of iGEM. There was a lot of work uh, rescued people from brick factories and things like mm -hmm. that. It, is that still um, that there were quite a few stories of families bonded labour yep. and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's still yeah, that's, that's still, still still ongoing from um, yep. from various places and yes. across the world. Um, particularly um, forced labour slave would be brick kilns, wood cutting farms, as with yes, yeah. um, Tayama's story, um, and can be yeah, whole families right. brought to yes. safety. Yes, yeah. Well, um, when in, in this series we've looked at um, quite a few organisations, and uh, we're not saying everybody has to be doing everything, um, but I, I do hope that somewhere there's some inspiration, some motivation that in some way we ought to be engaging in some measure, whether it's the background work, prayer and, and, and financial giving, uh, or even becoming aware of, of, of what's going on. Um, how, how, how big is, is the work it, um, in, in this country? I, I mean, you know, how, how many staff, you know, do, do you know that the, the the support base you have in this country is, is uh, are you well known yet so yeah i'm getting there so igm uk has about uh 35 or 40 staff and um, we've grown a lot in the last um three years oh, right. um yes. so we are uh, growing we yes. are um, awareness is um being raised um yes. which is really exciting um, obviously, um, IGM globally is um, one of the largest anti-slavery organisations in the world. We have 
nearly 1300 staff oh, worldwide really? my goodness me. yes um and that's a whole bunch of different um professionals so lawyers social workers investigators activists community um organizers all whole whole shebang marketing teams yeah. mm -hmm. um so i couldn't tell you off the top no, of my no, head no. um the number of um people that we have who are for example um freedom partners who yeah. give monthly i think it's probably in the five figures, right. um, mm -hmm. but I get yeah. a quick no, on that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't realise uh, so, uh, um, internationally so many people mm. actually engaged in this. Yes. So, so the, um, the the budget for that must be quite chunky. Big, uh, chunky. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's a. I'm, I am not particularly do, included do, in the financial. Do, do structure. governments? Do governments themselves? actually um, put any money into it or, or does it mainly come from the Christian base? I wouldn't be able to no. give you an answer okay. to that. Okay. Uh, we get a number of our, um, we will get grants and trusts and foundations okay. yes. as well as yeah. donations from businesses, yeah. individuals, churches, yeah. other communities. I couldn't tell you no. off the top of my head. I'm, I do church yeah. partnerships, no, not, uh, no, not, <laughs> not philanthropy, well, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, just in, I'm just interested, like, um, uh, because I know the government of this land is concerned about slavery and mm. trafficking and that sort of thing. Do, um, do you have a foot in the door in Parliament or something yeah, like that? Yes, so we have an advocacy and impact team. One of the things that we're currently trying to feed into um, quite significantly is the online safety bill, which oh, right. you might have heard is yeah. just coming back into Parliament. So yeah. one of the reasons that we want to feed into that is uh, to do with our work in the Philippines. Our work in the Philippines uh, tackles the online sexual exploitation of children which is a crime as horrendous as it sounds i don't need to go into details um but one of the thing the uk is the third largest global consumer of that material um and just pause there yes just pause there and that's that's an astonishing statement it's horrendous goodness me um yeah. and so what we are seeking to do with the online safety bill is um is put live streaming into that so have that regulated yeah. because yeah. often this abuse will not take place on the dark web but on the social media sites right. that yeah. we use right. every day yeah. um and so our advocacy and impact team is working we have um an incredible uh, survivor leader whose name is ruby um, who is a survivor of um, online sexual exploitation, um, who met with MPs at a roundtable event to share her story right. um, and to ask them uh, to, to yeah. in, input mm -hmm. legislation in that. So we do, we do yes. work with government yes. on, um, on issues, good. which is yes. um, a real yeah. privilege to mm -hmm. be able to mm -hmm. do. Yeah, that's wonderful. We are drawing to the, to the end of this uh, our conversation. I, uh, I've known of about IGM for quite a number of years. I've learned quite a bit just in this conversation. I hope that um, you've found it. And I j just want to uh, reiterate that we're not saying everybody has to um, get on board this one. You have to do what God has called you to do, this burning in your bones. And there are so many expressions of the kingdom of God uh, and we, <laughs> we can't do everything but we should be doing something. Amen. <laughs> uh, but if this, is, if this has inspired you um, and helped you, then there's plenty of material on your website. It's a very good website. Uh, all, all the information is there. Um, is there anything that you think it vitally that well, we, we need to say? Or are, are you 
happy. No, I'm no. so happy. You're Thank you so yeah. much for having me. It's, been, it's always really encouraging to, to share and to hear other people's passion and excellent research. Um, it's always awkward when you think you're going to be upstaged by whoever's interviewing you. <laughs> but please do, um, if you want to learn more, uh, check out igmuk.org. Um, we would love to, um, to hear from you if you have questions. Um, and this, uh, th this emphasis, it, it can filter down uh, into the local uh, area. The things that you're talking about, God's love of justice, mm. uh, his anger at evil. Mm. Um, actually, it's not just for people over there. It needs to be an expression uh, that there are people in our own community suffering um, and being exploited and all sorts of things. We, we don't need to go into details there. Uh, but, but it's to capture the heart of God and for where I am in the world in which I live actually to um, allow him to work in and through me to, to bring. I loved what you were saying about pe people who believe the dawn is coming. Work ah, work. living, live living. in the unshakable hope of those who expect the dawn. Isn't it a corker? <laughs> it is. Oh, there's a reason I have it printed above my desk, Clive. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. the unshakable hope of those who expect, expect the dawn. Expect the dawn. Yes. Fleming Rutledge. Fine. Bring in the fire. That's just started a whole train of thought, which I, I, I won't. I won't go down now. Um, so we have been competing against England. Um, so some people might uh, watch this later on. I've no idea how England are doing, but actually, well, well it, it, it was the old Ramsey quote, isn't it? Um, football is more important than life and death or whatever he said. Actually, we're proving that's not true. <laughs> that, <that's> <laughs> that there are things which are eternal, which uh, we're, we're dealing with here. I think it'd be good to pray. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I don't know if you want to pray. I'm, I'm happy to pray. I'm well, happy to pray. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. You do so. Yes. Marvellous. Father God, you are good and you're kind and you're faithful and your character remains sure and certain no matter what is happening. And Father, I thank you um, for this time. I thank you for a chance to, to discuss, to learn, um, to speak of things that are of you, um, to share about the work of IJM. Um, I pray that um, you would be at work in our hearts and in our minds over the coming days and weeks, um, that you would place things uh, in us that cannot be shaken, that we would understand afresh um, your love of justice and your deep kindness and mercy. Mm. Um, I pray, Father, that you would uh, teach us to live <coughs> in the unshakable hope of those who expect the, the dawn. dawn. Yes. Mm. Even in the midst of darkness, I thank you, Father, that you are good. Um, mm. I thank you for this season of Advent that we're entering, um, which gives us a chance to reflect on the, the darkness and to expect the light as the watchman waits for the morning. Mm. Um, we say, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Lord, we want to join together just to bless you for the passion and the calling that uh, has inspired so many people in this work and others that we've heard about in this series. Well, I just want to pray that even today as we're uh, sat comfortably in this room or in our homes, there are people uh, really facing very challenging situations around the world who are seeking to bring the, the righteousness of your kingdom to bear on, 
not, not only on those who are suffering, but all, also on the, the systems, on the governments, on those in power, that are abusing that power, that are seeking to bring your righteousness and your justice and your mercy into those situations. And we pray, Lord, that you, you, you will surround them with your protection and your blessing, and that uh, the labor will not be in vain, Lord, but that they, they will reap a harvest uh, in due season. Thank you for all the stories we've heard, the more that we're going to hear about how uh, people have been rescued and given a whole new lease of life. And we pray, Lord, that uh, not only in the physical, but also in the spiritual, uh, you will be the God, we'll, be, we'll see you as the God who sets the captives free, uh, not only in distant places, but also here in, in our own community, that we'll, we'll see the, the power of your gospel liberating people. So we thank you for this evening, commit ourselves to you to be led by your spirit and to engage in the work that you call us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for your time, if you've been sharing with us. Uh, thank you for uh, Eleanor. Um, there's a whole story about her name, but we won't go into that. <laughs> but it, but uh, if, if you looked on live chat, it is Eleanor. It is Eleanor. It's, just, it's a trick. It's it a trick, Eleanor. okay. Uh, <laughs> Travelled up from London to be with us and travelling back tonight, so we really do appreciate giving your time to Thank you for her. having me. Okay. What a joy. Okay. I'm going to say goodnight to you. Farewell. Thank you to Verity. Um, okay, good night to you.